Amen. Amen. So let's, let's see what God's word has to say. You know, the reality, uh, there, you know, quite often we, we come and in services, there's a couple of truths, three points we want to make and, and drive these things home and get them in us so that we can, we can you know, uh, wrap our heart and our mind around them. But really tonight, I just have one goal, just have one truth, one reality that I, I want to uh, get you to just take hold of and, and go out of here and just, I mean, with new revelation, with new insight, with new understanding, and, and own this thing, and, and, and that is that you are totally righteous. You are totally righteous. The way you're looking at me, you're going, well, man, you, you don't know what I've been doing. <laughs> Look at somebody and say, you're righteous, dude. <laughs> Check it out. Ephesians 2, 4. I want to read this again from the Amplified. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5. But God, so rich in his mercy. How many thank God for his mercy? Yeah. Amen. Thanking God for his mercy. Because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love with which he loved us. Man, God loves you. Even when we were dead by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. Even when we were dead in sin, he made us alive together with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ himself, the new same life with which he quickened him, for it is by grace that you're saved, delivered from judgment, made a partaker of Christ's salvation. He gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him, the same life that he gave to Jesus, he's given to you. You have the identical same life in you that Christ had in him, and what it did for Jesus, it'll do for you. You have life in you, God life. You, you, have, you have the uh, a spirit that's the straight out of God's spirit, and, and I'm, I'm telling you what, that if we can get a revelation, if we can get an understanding of this, that, uh, you know, 1 John four seventeen that as he is, so are we in this world. And you just start understanding that, man, I, I, uh, you know, I have the life of God in me. I have the love of God in me. I have the mind of Christ. I'm an overcomer. I'm not, I'm not defeated. I'm not wounded. I'm not beat up from the street up. But I've been wired by God for victory. I have what it takes to overcome. And as he is, so am I. Right here in this world, I, I am. You know, and sometimes you see yourself doing crazy stuff. You know, and, and, haven't you, and you don't have to respond if you don't want to. We all know it's true about you. We had a meeting. And, and but haven't you found yourself doing stuff that you swore, I'm not going to do that no more. I'm going to put an end to that. I'm stopping that. I, I'm, I'm not going to act that way. I'm not going to say those things. I'm not going to think those thoughts. And then you find yourself doing them, and, 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 you, and, and you struggle with it. And what the enemy wants to do is just beat the tar out of you and tell you what a loser you are and fill your heart with shame and condemnation. But what you need to do is stop and look at that and say, you know, that is so weird that I did that because that is not who I am. That wasn't me. 
You know, I've shared the story how I was going to teach the boys a lesson one time without using words. I just thought that I'm going to be a genius and teach the boys lessons without using words. And they were all in the car, and they had a couple friends with them, and I was driving, and it was in the winter, and it was snowing out here. And, and we were leaving the church parking lot on a, after a youth service, and we were, everybody's in the car. And, and I'm thinking, I'm just going to show them how to drive in these conditions, and just maybe they'll just pick up on it if I don't even say anything. So I just I rolled up to the, to the first stop sign over here that I was going to turn left onto onto 10th and uh uh is that 10th i'm sorry columbia center boulevard yeah gonna turn left and sitting there you know i'd driven past mcdonald's and i stopped there and and it's all snowing it's snowing and this car's coming and so normally when i would have just jetted out there and taken off i sat there with great patience and virtue (laughs) and if you know me you know wow he's having breakthrough okay And, and uh but something I hadn't expected occurred. You ever have that happen in your life? Something you didn't expect and it just happens? And without thought, I mean, you know, I'm sitting there really conscious of what I'm doing because I, I want to make an impression on, on my boys because they're driving this stuff and I want them to know what to do and, and, you know, just be patient. Somebody rolled up behind us and they honked their horn. And before I knew what happened, I was standing next to their car window. And they, they had their fillet of fish in their hand, and it was all squeezed up, and the tartar sauce was squirting up against the glass, and they were freaked out because here I am standing there, and I'm like, what, do you need help? Seriously, standing there next to their car, and they're like, no, no, and they're rolling their windows up and locking the doors. And I'm walking back to the car thinking, yep, you taught them lessons without using words. And I'm thinking to myself, who was that? That is not, that wasn't me. That's who I used to be. Hello, somebody. I got, I, you know, hey, uh, you know, some, sometimes I think some of us can go through life and we'll do something and then uh, we end up beat up because of that shortcoming. And the enemy uses that against us forever. Instead of, you can have, you can have victory in an instant. I think the Bible says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, if you ever get a revelation of your righteousness, I'm telling you, you're going to have breakthrough in your life. Because all of a sudden, you you know, a righteous awareness, a righteous mentality will, will cause you to live a much more bold life. Uh, the fervent effectual prayer of a righteous man has great power. Why? Because you're not afraid to ask God because you already know I'm okay with God. God's not mad at me. God's not upset with me. I'm not at odds with God. Maybe there's things in your life that you need to address and habits and stuff that you need to change. Okay. But if, uh, uh, you know, we don't have a license to just go live any way we want to. That's not the best life for us. God, God has planned a great life for you. But you, in order to get God life, you kind of got to live life God's way. But uh, I want you to know that as you're going through the process of renewing your mind and becoming who God wants you to be, you're probably going to make some mistakes along the way. You're going to have some shortcomings. You're probably going to experience a failure too. But you just need to look at that and say, you know what, that's not who I am. I have the life of God in me, the very same life that raised Christ from the dead has now quickened my mortal body. I've, I've got God life on the inside of me, and I can overcome this stuff, and I can demonstrate Satan's defeat, and I'm going to. And don't let the enemy beat you up because of some action that you 
performed because it wasn't an action that you performed that made you righteous. If it wasn't your action that produces righteousness, then it's not your action that cancels it. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, we know these verses, but we're going to read a few of them tonight. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, if any person is engrafted in Christ, he is a new creation. Say, I'm a new creation. Look at this. It says a new creature altogether. You are not the same. If you're the same, you need to get born again again. Hello, somebody. Yeah, I said, if you're the same, then, then you just went through a routine. You need to understand that, the, but, but also understand that the enemy's wanting you to think that nothing happened. The enemy's wanting you to think, well, look, you, you know what? You, you, you still have, you, you, you know, you still have that stuff going on. You still have those thoughts going on. Well, yeah, because you're a, you're, you're a three-part being. You are a spirit and you live in a body. And you, you have a soul. You possess a soul. And, and your body and your soul, you know what, man? I got to tell you something. Your body was corrupted by, by sin. That old man screwed up your body. And that soul, that, that needs to be renewed. But your spirit, your spirit is perfect. And if we can ever learn to, to separate and, and to start allowing the spirit to, to rule and reign in our life, Instead of allowing an unregenerated mind to control and a body that's been corrupted to, to dictate and to dominate, if we can just start living by the Spirit, you are a new creation. If anyone's in Christ, he's new. The old previous moral and spiritual condition, man, that's gone. The old things have passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Look at somebody say, hello, fresh and new. Man, I tell you what, if you, you, just, you just get up every morning and say, good morning, fresh and new. Here I am. And the enemy's going to whisper in your ear, you're just as bad as you were yesterday. You can just tell him, shut up. <laughs> Almost got a little bit off there in the spirit for a minute. <laughs> and I, I am new. Look at, look at verse 18. And all these new things are from God. All this new stuff that's coming from God who through Jesus reconciled us to himself. He brought us into favor. I am in favor with God. I'm in right standing with God. I am in harmony with God himself. He, and he's given to me. You know what you need to do? You need to remind the enemy. I'm not at war with God. I'm at peace with God. And the more you bug me, the more people I'm going to share the peace with. Because he's given to me the ministry of reconciliation, that by word and deed, we might aim to bring others into harmony with him too. Look at somebody say, I'm in harmony. I mean, check it out. All these new things, they're from God. These, you, have, you, you know what? God just ain't got no failure traits. So you ain't got no failure trait. You have champion traits, instincts from God. You're his handiwork. I love it. Ephesians 2.10, it says uh, we are God's own handiwork, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we might do the very thing which he created us to do, taking paths that he prepared ahead of time in order that we might live the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. You're God's handiwork. You're not some loser that's about ready to fall apart. You are a victor that's about ready to have a breakthrough. 
And if you can get your mind wrapped around that truth and begin to think in alignment with God's word. Look at verse 21. Check out verse 21. For our sake, he made Christ virtually to be sin who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endued with viewed as being in and examples of the righteousness of God. Check this out. God made Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for us. How many of you believe that? It, the reason he went to the cross was because he took on the sin of, uh, of all humanity. And he, God made him to be sin, even though he never knew sin, and most of us don't have any trouble at all believing the first half of this verse that, that God made Jesus sin so that we could be free from sin. But, but look what it says, that, that in and through him we might become endued with the righteousness of God, that we might be viewed as being in the righteousness of God, that we might become examples of the righteousness of God which is what we ought to be, approved and acceptable and in right relation with him. You are righteous. Look at somebody tell them you are righteous. His purpose was to reconnect mankind, made in his image, in his likeness. How many know he is holy? Guess what you are? You're holy. Oh, now wait a minute, Brother Tom. I don't think I'm holy. That's what the devil wants you to think. Because if he has you thinking that you're unholy, then it's okay for you to act unholy. But once you understand, no, I'm holy, I'm telling you what, a revelation of the level of holiness that you live in, you, you're not just a righteousness from God. You are the righteousness of God. That means you, you have the same righteousness that he has. I don't know if you get it. You're as righteous as Jesus himself. I said, you're as right. I know this is going to be hard to get because we, we don't, well, well, I ain't Jesus. Well, as he is, so are we. Well, I'm only human. You're not only human. You're also human. Now, you got that body and you got that soul, but your spirit is perfect. Okay. You're, I said, your spirit is perfect. And well, I'm trying to grow in righteousness. This is a trick question, so don't answer it. Just think about it for just a minute. You know, how many times, maybe you've never even thought about righteousness, which is probably one of our problems, but uh, a lot of times you get to talk about righteousness and pe people trying to grow in their righteousness. You can't grow in righteousness. You're never going to be more righteous than you are right now. You're never going to be more righteous than you were the moment you got born again. It's kind of like being married. You know, Shelby's married. She ain't ever going to be more married. She's married. There are moments she might not feel married. She's married. There might be times she don't act married. You are married. Well, if she works at it, she's going to be a little better married. She's married as she's ever going to get. You are righteous as you're ever going to get. You are in perfect righteousness. You are the righteousness of God. Hello, somebody. 
you know, uh, you know, what happens if something happens in the marriage? You know, you know, have you ever done anything wrong and, 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 and it impacted the relationship? Yeah, you know, there have been times that I've done things, said things. that I had to go to Shelby and say, you know what, that was dumb. I'm sorry. Even before I said that, we are still married. I can prove it. I won't do that here, but I can prove it. But the moment, the moment I just say, hey, sorry, and we step on from that, we're back in the right relationship. You know, are there things you can do or things that you can say that can impact your relationship with God? Absolutely. But again, First John, where, when he says, you know what, if, if we sin, we can confess our sin, and he is faithful and just. Hello, First John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, if we confess our sin, come on, just admit it. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In other words, we hold fast to the confession of our faith. Too many hold fast to the confession of their sin. You talk about your sin more than you talk about his righteousness. You, you have a, a, a greater revelation of your issue than you do with his solution. And we end up constantly rehearsing past failures, past mistakes, past defeats. But that's not who you are. You are forgiven. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hello. You know what? Uh, until you were made righteous, Christ wasn't even raised from the dead. But when he was raised from the dead, you were made righteous. Look at Romans 4.25 real quick. Who was delivered up. He was put on the cross because of our offenses, but he was raised up because of our justification. It was our righteousness. Once we were made righteous, he could be raised from the dead. If we're going to believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, you have to believe in the righteousness of God that you live in. Because he couldn't, he couldn't be raised from the dead to, to, to save you unless you had been made righteous. And, and the very first order of business that Jesus did when he left the cross is he walked right into the throne room of heaven and delivered his own blood, which purchased for you your eternal redemption. You are free from the power of sin. And, and you, you know what? Well, you know, be careful because then everybody's going to want to go out and sin. No, the more you understand about your righteousness, the more you're going to want to get control over your life. You're going to want to demonstrate Satan's defeat. Why? Because that's who you are. Hello, somebody. You know, the enemy doesn't want you to understand righteousness. He wants you broken. The enemy doesn't want you to understand that you're righteous. He wants you powerless. The enemy doesn't want you to understand righteousness. He wants you defeated. The enemy wants you depressed. The enemy wants you in poverty. The enemy wants you intimidated. The enemy wants you sick. The enemy wants you in an identity crisis. He don't want you to know who you are. But that's not who you are. You're not broken. Oh, yeah, but you don't understand the things I've been through. You don't understand the price that was paid to get you over that. Come on, you're righteous. You got, you got the same life that raised Christ from the dead. He can fix your bad hair day. 
Hello, somebody. You're not powerless. I have strength for. Oh, so you do know the Bible. So what you have to do is start applying that instead of looking at situations that you're in, thinking this thing's bigger than I am. Oh, yeah, it's bigger than the old you, but it ain't bigger than the new you because the new you can handle death. The new you looks death in the face and death runs away. The new you has victory over the darkness. The new you, that same life that God put in Jesus, that life that he put in you, man, I got news for you. You are not powerless. You got enough power to blow the lips off the front of your face. You got power. Look at somebody say, you got power. You are not defeated. I said, you are not defeated. And this thing just got me. No, it don't. You just think it does. The enemy wants you to get in alignment and in agreement with him, but you need to get into alignment and agreement with God. You, you are not depressed. You know, you got to ask yourself, if I am like he is, is he depressed? I got news for you. That, that new created spirit on the inside of you is not depressed. You have God life, more, more joy than sorrow. I said, you have more joy. You know what you need to do? You need to run out of sorrow. Just use it all up. Get her done with tonight. Just dry it out and don't buy no more. Get, get the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. And uh, you, you know what the enemy likes to do is the, the enemy likes to, to build uh, a stronghold in your life. You, you do know the Bible says give no place to the devil. The word place is a position of effectual opportunity. Don't give the enemy an opportunity to, to create a stronghold in your life. And the enemy will use circumstances and situations, and, and he will come in, and he will get a stronghold in your life, and he will uh, try to put seeds of shame in your heart so that you'll be ashamed and you'll be, uh, you know, and that, that will be there. And then all of a sudden it, it'll grow to a place where you're living in a, in a state where, uh, man, there ain't nothing but depression because why? Because you don't understand how righteous you are. You keep looking at what you've done. God needs you to look at what he's done and what he did in your name. And if you ever get the revelation, let me, let me rephrase it. When you get the revelation of your righteousness, you're not going to walk around in, in shame anymore. I think it's Proverbs 28. Did I, give that, did I give you Proverbs 28? It says, the wicked flee when nobody's pursuing, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Why? Because the righteous knows the enemy ain't got nowhere to get a hold of me. The righteous know that, you know what, I don't have to do anything to prove who I am in Christ. I just need to accept it. Righteousness is the free gift of God. I just need to accept I am totally righteous. I don't have to earn it. I don't have to demonstrate it. But I'm going to. You want to know why? Because it's a lot better life demonstrating the righteousness of God than it is walking around thinking I don't have what it takes. You know, you, you, you start thinking, well, I'll tell you why, you know, why I'm not having breakthroughs because of all that stuff that I've done and those thoughts that I've had. And, and I, this is why I haven't been healed because I'm not good enough. Well, what you're doing is dishonoring the power of the blood of Jesus. See, what the enemy wants you to do is the enemy wants you to not connect to the blood of Jesus in your life. 
And and you know this is this is kind of this kind of interesting stuff because you know back in the day we talked about the blood all the time. We was, you know, have you been to Jesus for the cleansing flood? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? We sang we sang it. Now we talk about the blood and people freak out and oh my God, where, where am I at? Well, without the blood of Jesus, there is no remission of sin. So you, you, you need to have a, a revelation of the blood of the atonement because what, what it did was, you know, in the Old Testament, the priests would take, uh, you know, uh, they, they would take us. I don't know how, how deep I want to get into this, but in the Old Testament, the priest would take a couple of goats and then they, and he'd cast lots. And one of the goats is going to be the scapegoat. And one of the goats is going to be the sacrifice. And the sacrifice is going to shed his blood for, to cover the sins of the people. And the scapegoat is going to be let free. And he's going to go wandering off because he, he gets freedom, even though you know there was sin and and Jesus became both pieces of that puzzle for us and he he shed his blood and his blood was perfect blood and that blood applied to your life causes sin to not have any control or or, or hold on you anymore you your 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 sins aren't covered They're, your sins aren't uh hidden your sins are removed and you stand before God holy and righteous in his sight blameless. Yeah, but, but the enemy's going, yeah, but look what you did. Well, you just have to remind him of what Jesus did. I'm not standing here by what I did. I'm standing here by what Jesus did. And when I see that and the price that he paid so that I could have this life that he's given to me, I, I don't want to live like a dog. I want to live like, like, a, like a champion that he's caused me to be. Why? Because it's my, it's my, my spirit has divine instinct, and, and that instinct comes to the surface, and I want to demonstrate Satan's defeat. I want to get up every day. Listen, the mission of my life is simple. I want to humiliate hell every day. That's all. I, I just live to do that. I'm just going to humiliate hell. And you, you need to get a revelation. I am righteous. I am in right standing. I am accepted. I am approved by God. I am in harmony with God. God ain't against me. He's for me. And that, that's why the writer, the writer wrote, if God be for us, who can be against us? If God's for me, it, who, who gives a rip what's against me? You can say anything, do anything, throw anything. Anything comes my way. It don't make any difference. Why? Because God is on my side. He, he is for me. Why? Because the blood of Jesus has been applied to my life. You, 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 you're looking at, you know, and in church, can I just tell you this, guys? Uh, uh, nothing, nothing bothered the religious people more than Jesus and his revelation of righteousness. Because they all wanted us to try to earn it. And, and, and let me tell you what upset Jesus more than unrighteousness. Self-righteousness. Hello? Self-righteousness, just, you know, Jesus, oh, oh master of love. He called him, uh, you brood of vipers. <laughs> Why? Because they, they were trying to be self-righteous. Let me, let me show you a picture of self-righteousness that maybe you haven't quite really thought of. Most of the time we think of self-righteousness and we're thinking how good we are because of what we've done. But it's also self-righteousness when you think of the bad stuff you've done and that it's made you unworthy. Because now you're relying on self-righteousness. Again, I'm not telling you, go ahead and do bad stuff. It doesn't matter. No, it does. It's going to impact your life. But the reality is, is that the God life that Jesus has called us to, that he's trying to lead us into, is not dependent upon our actions. It will impact and change our actions. 
but your actions aren't going to get you into righteousness and they're not going to get you out of righteousness. What gets you into righteousness is the fact that you have been born again. If any man be in Christ, he's new. That old moral condition, that old spiritual condition, that's gone. Behold, the fresh and new has come. You have, you have everything that you need to demonstrate Satan's defeat on a daily basis. You're not broke. You're not powerless. You're not defeated. You're not depressed. You're not in poverty. You're not intimidated. You're not sick. You've been made whole. Hello, somebody. You, you need to know who you are. You need to know. I said, you need to know who you are. You need to look at somebody and say, you need to know who you are. You, know, you, you become bold as a lion when you understand your righteousness. You are new. You've been made alive. You have the same identical life that Jesus had, and it's going to do for you exactly what it did for Jesus. He's brought you into harmony with himself through Christ. You've been reconciled to God and given a ministry of reconciliation that through your words and deeds that you could bring others into harmony with him. God took Jesus who knew no sin and made him to be sin for us that through him and and in him we might become endued with the righteousness of God, that we might be viewed as being in the righteousness of God, that we might become the examples of the righteousness of God. Why do you think the enemy wants you to think you're unrighteous? Because if you don't see it, well, your friends and family, they ain't going to see it either. You know, the, the fact is, is that you are totally righteous. And the control that the enemy had over your life when you came in here tonight can be broken just like that. The things that aren't going right in your life and the enemy's been lying to you and telling you, well, that's all because of you. See, the reason, let me tell you, it's like the devil talks to you, you know, and he says stuff like, let, let me tell you why you're not having breakthrough. You're just not good enough. Let, let, let me tell you why this marriage isn't going to work. Because you've just had too much sin. Let, let me tell you why. You're not ever going to have a financial breakthrough. Because, well, you know, you've just made way too many mistakes. And God's blessing other people, but he can't bless you. He can't bless you because you're so unworthy. It's kind of weird, but, you know, uh, we grew up, a lot of us in churches, that when, when, when you left, they gave you a kind of, kind of like, a, like a truckload of unworthiness to take home with you. So that was their free gift. But the reality is, is that God has made you holy. Yeah, because the Bible says that he gave us wisdom through Christ and holiness and sanctification and righteousness, that we have that in Christ. So Christ is holy. Well, as he is, so are we. Christ is righteous. Well, as he is, so are we. Christ is worthy. Well, as he is, so are we. So I just want you to know something tonight. You're worthy. Not because of anything that you've done that man should boast, but you are worthy. You, 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 you have access. Because of your righteousness, you know what you do? You, you, you know what this is? This is like a key, and you have access to everything that heaven offers. You have access to everything that God's got. So if you need healing in your body tonight, Guess what? You have access to, to, to healing. 
You, you, you need a breakthrough you know, in your life. You have access to that power tonight because of the fact that you're in Christ and you are, you're just as righteous as God. You need deliverance in your mind. You have access to freedom. So what I want us to do real quick, I just want you to close your book and bow your head. We're going to pray a couple of prayers, and then we're going to pray with some people for a minute. But the first, the first thing I want to ask you, I don't know everybody's story here, and maybe you're not walking with God. Maybe you never have. Maybe you, uh, you used to. I don't know. Something's happened. Uh, uh, what we want to do, we want to pray a prayer together. And if you're in this place tonight I, I, and, and you're not really walking with God, 